0: You see, people collect all kinds of things. New, old, priceless, worthless.
1: Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is The Mothball
0: Prophecies.
1: Hello and welcome to The Mothball Prophecies. I'm Samantha Mashburn. And I'm Melissa Watson. And today is a little bit of a different episode. Um, Melissa and I are sitting down to read some listener stories that we've received,
0: mm-hmm.
1: talk about some of our stories from Finding Stuff in the Wild, and just checking in. Yep. It has been a interesting six weeks. <laughs> Tell <laughs> but, me about it. Um. So uh, February 27th, my grandmother passed away,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who was the mentor behind my collecting and the reason partly for the show Mm -hmm. Um, and so the last six weeks have been I feel like when I speak about it I speak too frankly I don't know why but it was awful and wonderful all at the same time yeah Um, we knew that she was going to pass away Mm -hmm. um, but it happened really suddenly and it happened on a week that I was actually super sick Um, I had croup, awesome, from my child, (laughs) and I had had a fever for three days. When I got the phone call that she had maybe a week left, yeah, and it was devastated, yeah, because I had not gone down to her house and seen her since October. Oh wow! Because of COVID and how I work with directly with the public, and I did not want to take something down to her. Plus, I have a toddler in the house, and we were quite sick off and on this winter. Yeah, so. I just didn't want to risk taking something to her, mm-hmm. um, but she also got pretty distant with company.
0: Well, and that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Toward the end, yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty normal thing.
1: Yeah. So I got the phone call um, from my mom, and we stayed in constant contact until mm-hmm. Sunday, the twenty seventh, when she passed away in her sleep. She was on hospice, and so she had had comfort care those last thirty six hours, which is a blessing. And. um Then um, we had the funeral the next week Mm -hmm. and we kept talking about like, is it better for somebody to go without knowing they're going or like she went and both are pretty not great. Yeah. Um, But then we spent the next month, my mom and I, my brother and sister-in-law came and helped um, a couple of days, but we, my mom and I, when it, once it was finishing, figured out that we had spent over a month of every day, in the house, in my grandparents' home in Shelley. Wow. Oh. Which was um I don't I don't know, like it fully changed my view on collecting. Really? Fully. Like I had the opportunity to do and I don't I think it would be, you know, different for a stranger. I don't know. It's I'm getting ahead of myself. So we spent the month going through the house because we reached out to um one of my dear friends, and I only know her because of the show, which was Linda of Wild Hair Estate Sales, which if you're a local and you ever need an estate sale done. She's the best. She is a literal goddamn angel. She's so awesome. I just, I don't know how she does it. The I kindest, do not know how she does it. The
0: sweetest person. And yeah,
1: just, she saved our ass. She saved our mm-hmm. ass. My mom and I spent 40 hours just getting the house ready for the estate sale company to come through. Wow. Which was, we started in her bedroom, in the clothing bedroom. Mm-hmm. And we started going through everything to make sure we weren't missing any um, important documents or important bits that we didn't want sold.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And then we quickly realized that we had to kind of look everywhere. Now, they were not like money hiders. There was nothing we had to look for, like money yeah. hidden. Yeah, yeah. But there was notes and papers and um, passports and so much stuff was tucked away. Yeah. And there was one that we would not have found, I don't think, until we moved furniture out of the house. Mm -hmm. And it was underneath the nightstand in her bedroom. There was... I was sitting on the floor because just in the nightstand was... I would say 40 books and catalogs of crochet patterns. Wow. And then three bifold, like the folding, like paper keepers, Mm -hmm. like three or four of those. Wow. All just in her nightstand, Mm -hmm. you know, light reading for bedtime. (laughs) And it was, the nightstand was covered with a pretty like tablecloth thing. Yeah. I'd literally never seen what the nightstand looked like my entire life. Wow. Because also at my grandparents' house, there was like rooms you were in. In uh-huh. rooms you didn't travel to right so if we were over for okay for instance if i was going over to talk with my grandparents yeah we were in the kitchen yeah at the table yep and that's where we did haircuts when i would go do sunday haircuts mm-hmm. or if it was summer we were on the patio yep if it was christmas we were in the living room and then if company was over we were in the living room okay But the other parts of that house, like the basement, I could count on my hands how many times I was in there before we cleaned the house out. Wow, really? Yeah, because the gun room was in the basement. My grandpa's gun shop, he was a reloader and Mm -hmm. a gun enthusiast. And so we couldn't go down there unsupervised. And Mm -hmm. I was a snoopy motherfucker, like (laughs) the snoopiest. So I couldn't be trusted. (laughs) And so I'd never been down in those parts of the house. I'd never been in their bedroom for large amounts of time. Yeah. So I'm sitting on the floor pulling all of this out and we're putting them in an empty trash can to take to the living room mm-hmm. and i look underneath the nightstand and there's like a two inch three inch lift and then there's the walls of the nightstand that come all the way down that make the feet uh-huh. and i see what i know to be like old paper oh and it's like that vanilla colored crinkly like a uh, construction paper oh yeah 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 and so i Look at my mom and I go, oh, shut the fuck up. And I reach under and I pull it out. And it, the cover is that avocado green okay, with like gold design lines. Uh huh. And I, oh, I look at my mom and I go, it's a fucking scrapbook. And she goes, no, it's not. And I was like, bitch, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so I pull it out and I open it. And sure enough, it says scrapbook. And then it says Christmas 1959. Oh. And then my mom and I. Took the time whenever we found something like this, yeah, to stop the work we were doing and go to the living room to sit on the couch, yeah, and look through whatever we found, yeah, good. So we both took this stroll down a memory lane we didn't know existed. Wow, and we saw, I mean, the I will post detailed pictures of it when this goes up. I shared it on the stories when we found it, but it had all of these interesting mememos that, mementos that she had put in there, like the care instructions after she got her tonsils out, plus the little salt and pepper packet. Wow. And uh, paper lay from a luau for 4-H. <sighs> and there are pictures of her kissing a boy Ooh. and pictures of her first love and Christmas cards and Aww. Valentine's cards between the two of them. There's little pieces of fabric from her sister's first wedding. The dresses. oh, Like just to us, like when we're making those things for ourselves, we're like, this is so fucking stupid. Yeah, right. Who is going to like, but looking through it and seeing who my grandmother was as a teenager.
0: Yeah. The little pieces of her that you would never have gotten to experience, you know, because she was already older when you were born.
1: Right. And like, you just meet your grandparents or your parents as that. Yeah, right. You don't think about them as people. Right. Before you. Right. And so that was kind of how, like, the progression of going through the house was. Um, I cried a lot, which is no surprise. But I found pictures of people like my great-grandfather, who I'd only ever seen the best pictures of him. Mm -hmm. And I never saw the pictures of him after he just kind of gave up. Yeah. And I'm not sure what he had, like, mental illness-wise, but it was pretty severe. Yeah. And the end-of-his-life photos are, like, really sobering. Of seeing this literal giant of a man just become like his eyes were just lost. Oh, lost. That's awful. And, but then we found like poetry that he had written, my great grandpa. Oh. And then pictures of him as like a 19 year old man who looks like a fucking, like if Wreck It Ralph was a real person. Wow. Like he has this Is that big, huge, like Swedish man. Wow. And I, his nickname was Big Swede. Big Swede. Nobody knew. His, he just knew, went by. So if I have talked to somebody that would be his age, um, I will say his name, Joseph Swenson. And then they'll kind of look and I go, or Big Swede. And they go, oh, I know. And then they go into some <laughs> old man story. I found just things like that throughout. I found um, it must have been my grandparents' song. And it was um, Can't Take My Eyes Off Of You. Oh, and I found a hand, the lyrics handwritten by my grandma Oh, and then my grandpa must have printed the lyrics out. That is the
0: cutest fucking thing I've ever heard in my
1: life. Right. I read it. I'm sitting looking through one of the various pieces of furniture and I'm just like, like <laughs> you know, and my mom, it was funny because I was keeping like all of these paper things. Yeah. And my mom was like, Samantha. And I was like, Jocelyn, stop it. Yeah. This is important. I'm like, this is the stuff that I like. This is the stuff that means the most to me. And then she quickly, like, saddled that nonsense because we found um, memo books, like the little notepads, Mm -hmm. that my grandpa always had one in his pocket, right? Mm -hmm. I thought he was, like, writing down, like, measurements or something. I don't know. (laughs) But he kept them in his pocket to write down quotes or phrases he had heard that he enjoyed. Yeah. So we found three of them full. Oh, of quotes and things, and did she keep them? Yeah, and okay. she like her eyes yeah. filled with tears when she saw them, and so it was things like that that um were like really special. Um, I have always seen a black and white photo of their wedding picture, and mm-hmm. we found an album that is their wedding. That's awesome. And my grandma's dress had a super low back, Uh-oh. like below the shoulder blades.
0: Wow. Yeah, and she made it. Good for her. Yeah. Breaking breaking boundaries back then. Yeah.
1: So it was um, like that part. And then I brought home all of the photo albums out of the house Mm -hmm. and going, I spent like a full day going through those photo albums and putting notes on them because I'm going to digitize them. Yeah. So if anybody listening has any tips on digitizing a uh, bunch of photos, like over a thousand. Wow. There's a lot. It's all those in my kitchen. Yeah. That's all from the house. Wow. Okay. I haven't brought them down here yet because one of my cousins is going to come over tomorrow and we're going to look through them together. Mm -hmm. But- it was really great to look through them and see the photos of the stories I have heard like my entire life and see people at different ages than what I knew them. So that was really great. Um, and I, I brought home quite a bit of things, but I think I was really reserved for the amount of stuff that was in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, but speaking on the long story, fucking long, um, how it changed my perspective. <laughs> circle back to Let that. Circle back. Um, when we were like before when I was, I was the one that was setting up all the details with the estate sale with my mom, but I was in communication with my family members in the home and Linda. And I was explaining to everybody that like whatever you want to take out of the house needs to be gone by this certain date. Mm-hmm. Because once she has come through the home and we signed the contract. Nothing can leave the house. Yeah. And I, I was trying to not be, like, emotional. Yeah. I couldn't be. It would not have served me right. with everything we had to get done. Totally. Um. And so we went through and we got everything we wanted. We spent a day where all of us were in the house and making, you know, our piles. And it was very sweet. And I wish that all families could have that type of um, sort through somebody's life. yeah, And it was so sweet. Like I would find something and bring it to my brother. My brother would find something, bring it to me. Like they, that's when they found the silverware that I didn't know was in the house for me with the note for my grandmother. And so it was really beautiful. And it was beautiful to see my family live out what I hear every week on the show Yeah, of seeing what they were picking and what was meaningful mm-hmm. to them. Um, that was truly special and they got really annoyed at me for taking like a bunch of pictures and video and stuff while all of that was happening. (laughs) But um, the part that changed for me from going like, I love going to estate sales and now being on the other side was humbling because I realized something that I think all of us do because every person I have ever been to an estate sale with has done it. I have done it. Mm -hmm. And it's the dialogue we have as we're going through an estate sale. Sure. Because I think most of us assume that it is being run by a company and that the family's not in the house. Yeah. And then I thought about some of the things that I've said, not necessarily being mean, but just speaking about something. Yeah. Um, like being like, oh, my God, I can't believe how dusty this is. Or, oh, my God, I can't believe they're trying to sell this. Or, you know, just the dialogue you have. Yeah. And I realized how fucking shitty that is. Like I would have lit somebody on fire if I had heard them say things which are true. Yeah. You know, but I was like, okay, this is a teachable moment, I Mm -hmm. guess. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't go to the estate sale at all until it was done. Right. We went every night and looked and see what was gone and what the prices were and all of that. But it was really like eye opening to be like, I got to watch my mouth about what I'm expressing, about what I'm seeing as I am seeing as things, whereas somebody else, it's their life history. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like too much thought into it. I don't think so. I mean, it,
0: it's it's just a, like a small gesture of... Mm-hmm. Kindness to somebody who's going, you know, like there's, there's not an estate sale that's not hard. Right. Some are harder than others, but you know, whether it's someone that's downsizing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that, those are still their things that they have an emotional attachment to, mm-hmm. uh, um, and especially if it's a loved one that's passed away, that's, yeah, you don't want to hear like, yeah, mean things about grandma's stuff,
1: right? So that was like, okay, <clears throat> and there was another thing of like. My grandmother didn't come to terms with the fact that there was going to be an estate sale until October. Yeah. And when I sat down with her, because we never brought it up to her because I knew it would be really upsetting. Yeah, of course. Because she thought I was going to take everything out of the house. (laughs) Everything. And if you saw the house, if you were local, there's no fucking way. Yeah. There's no way. And I just could never tell her that that was never going to happen. Yeah. You know, we're in behind the scenes. We were like, okay, you know, what are we going to do? And in October, she was the one that brought it up and she goes, and I have it recorded. She goes, do you think your friend Linda will do an estate sale at my house? And I was like, okay. I said, you know, grandma, I haven't spoke to her about it, which was a lie. (laughs) I said, I haven't spoke to her about it, but if you'd like me to, I could speak with her about that when the time comes. And she says, Yeah. She goes, I think that would be good. She goes, I have great stuff. I have good things. And I took that as the opportunity to have her tell me about the memorable stuff in the home. Yeah. And I was really glad for that because before we um, went through the house, I listened back to that conversation to make sure that we covered the items that meant the most to her. So, yeah, I don't, but I mean, the, the overall process of having an estate sale. In the home of a loved one, I would definitely recommend you interview the fuck out of the estate sale company that's coming to your home. Mm -hmm. Make sure that they are reputable. Linda was, they found anything of value, even pennies. They had a bag left for us of change they found in the house. Wow. Any jewelry that didn't sell that was super valuable, she pulled before the box at sale.
0: Oh, nice. Mm -hmm.
1: So all the, yeah, precious metal stuff she had in a bag for me. Um, she, any documents they found, pictures that they found, they would not sell, and they had saved for us. That's and awesome. she texted me frequently throughout the sale to ask, Hey, this was still in the house. Was nobody interested in this? She's so awesome. Mm-hmm. I love Linda. Yeah. And she spent like a full day looking up fucking cream and sugars and Wedgwood. So God bless her. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> So it was really, it was a beautiful experience. And um, then the the sale finished last Sunday. And this is why I've just been kind of MIA from literally everything in my life. Mm-hmm. Because we've just been there so much, my mom and I. And we helped Linda. I helped Linda load her tables up, put things away, and then started to make a game plan for the next week. Yeah. Because the house is already sold. And we needed to get things done by Friday because they were starting the new family's renovations. Yeah. And so I spent Monday uh, all day in the house. This was last Monday. And um, by myself, which was nice. Yeah. I had a couple of friends stop in to get some stuff and help me with some things. Um, I did want to tell a story of something that happened that was super shitty that somebody did. Oh, okay. So I was there all day Monday. I did a little story sale and finished getting things that I wanted to list on eBay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had got a number from Linda. Of somebody, and I will not say her name, uh, from somebody that was interested in buying the remaining clothing. Okay. So I reached out to her because we were kind of trying to figure out because there was still quite a bit left. Mm-hmm. Um, 20 garbage bags, to be exact. Holy shit. Of just clothes. Jesus. Uh-huh. And so I got this number and I messaged this person and it had a correspondence with her. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she asked, as I was asking, he said, I'll take reasonable offers. And she sent me a text back fully knowing what was in the house yeah. for $150. Oof. And I went, yeah, no, I'm a lot closer to $250. Mm-hmm. and we dickered back and forth. I was not looking to make a ton of money. I was aware she was a reseller yeah. or whatever, but I also know that my grandmother didn't buy cheap things. Yeah. Right. So we agree on a price for $200 for the remainder of the clothing That's,
0: so 20 garbage bags. Uh, Like, yeah. That's in, okay. Yeah. Yeah, That's a great price.
1: Yes. But I was under a time crunch. Yeah. And it was also, you know, there was a lot of factors. So, uh, then she asked if she can buy some racks. So I also include four racks, but I included the ones I didn't want to keep, which were four white metal racks. Mm -hmm. So I broke all those down, garbage bagged everything up, put it in the front of the house and said, I'll meet you at the house at 530 on Tuesday. I get there with my mom and my son, and the lady shows up just after 5.30 with her son. And they come into the house, and I just say, everything is here. Mm-hmm. I had it in the dining room. Because at this point, it's no longer an estate sale house, so you do not going to wander yeah. where you would like. Yeah. Um, and I sit down, because I'm like, love you so much, I'm not helping you load that. Absolutely I not. I just put that all up here. Not for $200. Absolutely not. So they load everything up and then I go, oh my goodness, I forgot there's a box and a bag in the back room. So I walk back and she follows me back Ugh. and she goes, so what are you going to do with the shoes? Because she thought that the shoes were included in that $200 and oh, I said, no. Absolutely not. No. And I offered her the rest of the shoes for $50. This is important.
0: Okay. That's a screaming deal. They were Seven like bags of shoes. Yeah. There were like 50 pairs at least. Over a hundred. Seven okay. garbage bags. Oh, okay. Yeah. For Kay. 50 bucks. And yeah. Screaming deal. So
1: I um, take her to the back of the house, give her those two boxes. And she goes, what are you doing with the shoes? I said, oh, I'm probably going to sell them or whatever. And this is where I'm starting to get like ick vibes. Yeah. Okay. I got a pretty good ick meter. Yeah. And we're in my grandmother's bedroom and there was a bra on the floor. Now, and she had asked when she came in, she goes, so was this your mother? Was this your, I said it was my grandmother. She passed away and yada yeah. yada explained to her the details. She'd also already been to the estate sale three different times. Okay. Fully aware. Yep. We're in my grandmother's bedroom, and there's a bra on the ground with tags on it. She picks up. She goes, oh, buy the bras, too. I said, oh, I'm actually going to donate those to a domestic violence center. Good for you. So, no, they're not for sale. She goes, oh. She stands up and looks at me on this day of our Lord and Savior and (sighs) says to me, so did your grandma just do nothing all day and order stuff, or... Wow. And it happened so quickly that my brain literally just like shut off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shock. Yeah. I was I was like articulating a response and she turned and started looking at the shoes. And if she would have said that to me when she walked in the house, i would be like, thanks for driving down. Kiss my ass. Bye. Yeah. You can keep your $200. Yeah. And so I, she says that and I was like, uh, like record scratch. She looks at shoes. Okay. And she goes, then she starts to tell me. About the stuff she's already listed for my grandmother's uh, home. Which nobody wants to know. Yeah. Mm-mm. I I was fully aware that resellers were going to be at that sale. Obviously.
0: Well, and even, yeah, I feel like that's a weird thing for her to tell you anyway. Like, just from her point of mm-hmm. view, that should feel uncomfortable for her.
1: Yeah, and she had told me how she was wearing my grandmother's clothes the day before. Ugh. And then she says, like, I bought all the Skechers and boots. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. And I said, oh, you missed a pair. And she goes, oh, it looks like I did. And so she's now walking down the hallway back towards the living room. And she says, how much do you want for the rest of the shoes? I have $30 in my pocket. And at this point, you're like, oh, hell no. And I said, yeah, no, we're going to have to come a lot closer to the original price that I sold you the clothing for. And she goes, oh, (laughs) Well, I guess I should shop the last day of Linda's sales more often, shouldn't I? Oh my god! And at this point, and I said, "Yeah, you should." I said because this has nothing to do with Linda. Yeah. I said everybody has to make their money, and there's more than a thousand dollars worth of shoes in this house. And she goes, "You're right. Have a great night." And I was like, "You too." And I like, I just like percolated on that for like three fucking days. Yeah. And my mom like instantly read my spice level was pretty high. Yeah. And she goes, what happened? And I said, you know, hear what you fucking said. And she's like, no. I said, she asked me if grandma did nothing all day but order things online. And my mom goes, what? And like gets up out of the recliner. And I was like, yeah. Wow. Where's the tact? It's unreal. So here's your tip of the week. Don't be a fucking dick if you're <laughs> buying things from old people. <laughs> seriously and then i had that like thing where you're thinking of all your comebacks right yeah so i'm like at work yeah like, foiling hair and i'm like yeah i should have said like what do you do all day just buy old people's shit <laughs> what do you do all day talk shit on grandmas i don't yeah yeah leave your direct messages of insults for this woman i'll never send please <laughs> so um this is a long story i apologize but um, my mom and I worked that night and my husband came down and got our my son, which Shelly is about 20 minutes from know Falls, 10, yep. 15 minutes. And so he came and got my son and my mom and I worked and cleared the top floor of the house of everything else that was left. Wow. And we finished. I came home, went to bed, got up, went to work, and then picked my son up and went directly back down there the next day. And at this point, I am tired and irritated and i just want to be done and i felt bad for having those feelings and i called in reinforcements yeah i called you but it didn't work out which is fine i called my best friend abby and i called my sister-in-law heather Mm -hmm. who were like yeah and abby came to work to bring something to me and i said she's like what are you doing tonight i was like i gotta finish cleaning my grandma's house and she was like do you need help and i was like oh hell yeah yes (laughs) So I picked her up. We went down with my son again, who was a fantastic helper. And they cleaned like they had taken seven scoops of pre-workout. Wow. So we got the rest of the house cleared in three hours. Amazing. And my brother and my husband showed up. We got everything done. And then (laughs) that's when I had my meltdown. Yeah. You were finally able to let it all out. I was. And I was taking apart a clothing rack sitting in the empty living room that was now void of everything that I have seen my entire life. Yep. And I am taking literally like the pipes out of this rack. And I just started sobbing, <laughs> like sobbing. I felt like I was in a movie, you yeah. know? My family standing in various parts of the house and my mom hears me first. Yeah, And she comes running into the living room and she gets down on the floor with me. Oh, and just scoops me up like I am a four-year-old. <laughs> and she's got her head on the back of my hand, holding me and just going, I know, honey, I know, I know. Oh. And she's like, I was waiting for you to have your moment. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. <laughs> and I'm just sobbing. I couldn't even speak. And my mom was like, it's okay, honey. And then my son sees me, my little four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And he was so fucking sweet. He comes running to me and he goes, oh, mama. Mama, are you sad? Oh. It's okay, Mama. It's okay. And he puts his little arms around my neck and holds my head, like pushes my mom away. Oh. <gasps> And he's just loving on me and being saying all these affirmations and saying, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry, Mama. And he'd pull back to see if I was still crying. And then he'd hug me and he'd ask me if I was sad again. And then he goes, Mommy, swipe your tears. It's okay. Aww. It's okay. And he goes, oh, you are big sad, huh, Mom? Aww. And then he goes, he looks at me and has his little hand on my cheek. And he goes, you want me to get my dad for you because you're so sad? <laughs> I said, sure, bud. My husband was taking something out to his car. He runs to the front door and yells across the street and goes, dad, my mom is sad. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> he comes in and my family's used to be crying. Right. So everybody's kind of like, okay, she's got to have her moment. Yeah. And but my son runs back over and loves on me again. And then um, I was like, okay, you got to pull it together. Like you have got to. So I get up and I was like, okay, I got to go outside. So I go outside And my mom is kind of like keeping everybody else in the house. Like, you just got to let her cry for a minute. Yeah. I go outside and I just, I I could not stop crying. Mm -hmm. I could not stop crying. And I walk back into the house and my best friend's in there. We've been friends since I was 15. And she's crying now. And I give her a hug. And then my sister-in-law goes, I'm sorry, you're so sad. And again, I just... (laughs) I couldn't keep it together. And then I made my family sit against the wall of the house for one last picture in yeah. the wallpapered mm-hmm. And so we sat and took a picture. And then we took a picture with me and my mom and my brother. And that was really lovely. Um, but yeah, I, I think I cried like most of the way home. And I think like the whole process of it, going through everything. Literally touching every single thing in the house. Yeah. Rolling it over in my hands, remembering things about it, and then seeing it in the photo albums, right? Doing all of that was, I think, the most cathartic thing I could have done. Yeah. Um, Like, really just moving through all of it and putting the physical effort into cleaning the house. Yeah. Yeah. And moving things and making decisions about things and being okay with other people coming through yeah, and buying and taking things, mm-hmm. you know, was really beneficial to where now when I think about it and the things and the stuff in the house, it's just a place. It's, yeah, you know, they were just things. Um, but it's changed my perspective on... Not only the estate sale process, but like I said, speaking about things, but also not saying at estate sales, like, how did the family leave this behind? Yeah. Because there were lots of things that got left behind in my grandmother's house that other people would view as special to them through the lens of their collecting. Yeah. But we took home a hundred other things that were 10 times more important. Yeah. And so it was like just a learning experience, I guess, the entire way. Absolutely. Yeah. Bittersweet, yeah, very. And my mom, you know, when she, because she wasn't sad about the house, but that's where she came from, England, when she was a junior in high school. Yeah, she only lived there for like three years. Yeah, where my mom was single most of my life, and my grandparents raised me and my brothers. Yeah, like I learned all of the things I love in that house, Mm -hmm. all of it. And so it was just like these little flashbulbs of memories. Like, the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's been, uh, like, and the episode thing of, like, not having consistent interviews is, like, I couldn't sit down to talk with people about vintage. Yeah. For, like, three weeks. I didn't do any work. Yeah. I did the bare minimum because.
0: Well, nobody blames you for that, well, man. Yeah,
1: I guess. Except uh, for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but I just wanted to be, I guess, really open and candid about that because yeah. yeah you know and there was i uh people that own estate sale companies or do that shit need like a hundred times more credit yeah linda is a goddamn workhorse like she's astonishing yeah so with all that being said i just a gigantic thank you to everybody that reached out or cared for my family during that time Mm -hmm. or sent love to us whether it was through messages from listeners or anything like that like just know that it was so appreciated and always came at the most perfect time and there was one person that sent us um dinner one night and doordash sends a picture right? Mm -hmm. And you had come over that day to speak with me and we had moved Meredith from the bistro table. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was sitting on the floor of the patio, Uh just like she was thrown to the side. (laughs) And I get a text message after we get our dinner that says, "Um, the people for Meredith want to know who threw her to the side like some common wench (laughs) with the picture from DoorDash. (laughs) And I said... Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Yeah. I said, (laughs) Melissa came over, and we were sitting, talking outside, because it was nice. I said, we just moved Meredith. I said, I'm so sorry. She's currently in the house awaiting her spring outfit. She
0: is um, lying prone upon the living room floor.
1: Yeah. She's been in some precarious positions in the home. There was one day she had rolled over on all fours over that wicker bench. Oh, hell yeah. And I come in, I'm like, (laughs) Meredith, I just came home. Like... (laughs) Chill. She's hot to trot She is in her striped Christmas onesie, <laughs> ready to go, ready to go. Um, speaking of grandmas, uh huh, we have to talk about our shared sea creature. Oh taxidermy?
0: yes, taxidermy. I I Petrified. don't know. I guess I would call it taxidermy. So uh, I'll should I start? Go for okay. it. Okay. So um, when I was a little girl. Uh, My grandma lived in this cute little cabin in the, the woods in Colorado. And just like you, my parents dropped me off there a lot. I spent like most of the ages between like four and seven. Like most of my time was at grandma's house. And in her bathroom hung this and I'm sure she just bought it at a souvenir shop somewhere like on vacation or something. But for some reason it stuck in my brain. It was like a pufferfish wind chime. So the pufferfish hung from the ceiling and then from the pufferfish hung like long skinny shells Mm. to make it a wind chime. And I remember just being like fascinated and a little like creeped out by it when I was a kid. So anyway, fast forward, my grandma passed away in 2015. And, um, later as we were going through her stuff, ding, 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 <laughs> um, I was there with my cousin, like my whole family, my, pa- my dad was there with my stepmom and my brother and my cousin and my uncle and everybody was there. And my cousin and I were looking through this one, like Rubbermaid tote and I was pregnant at the time. I was five months pregnant mm. and out came this puffer fish and I just fucking lost it. And like everybody was like doing something else, it was just me and my cousin looking through this box, and it was like I caused this huge scene. Like, what is she crying? Why what is she happening? So sad. And my cousin was like, "Well, I was gonna take it, but it seems like you need it." Uh huh. And I was just like, "Thank you so much, it's a fish. <laughs> and so now it hangs in my bathroom. For all, all of my future generations. And it's so great. It is. It's t- like, he's wearing this tiny little straw hat too. Oh my God. I it's know. so <laughs>
1: cute. We just send me a picture so we can share it. Okay.
0: I will. Um, like if I saw him at a thrift store or something, I would be like, well, that's weird. I'm, but I'm not going to buy that, oh, I'd buy but it. I am so attached to my puffer fish mm-hmm. and he doesn't even have a name. And maybe I should name him. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like that was my grandma's job. And so now he just must remain unnamed.
1: Yeah. Like, or just a symbol like praise. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can you get him other little hats to put over the straw hat?
0: I love that idea. Like a little cowboy hat, little yeah. Santa hat? Yeah. Love a little it. Little Lady
1: Gaga pink cowboy yep. hat.
0: I love it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I had the same kind of affinity for a, a sea creature that Kay. lived at my grandparents' <laughs> house that I didn't know was a sea creature for a really long time. Okay. Um, in the kitchen dining room which is not the formal dining room, which oh. is where my grandma always sat. I see. Okay. There was the curio cabinet that I brought home mm-hmm. was in there with all of her cream and sugars in it. Mm-hmm. And then there was these clay figurines that were called Spanish mud people. And they were souvenirs that were made out of mud from Spain that mm-hmm. were hand-painted. I love that. Terrible name, but whatever. And then it had the glass animals, okay. it, which is where your glass animal Oh,
0: yeah. Up. I got a flamingo.
1: Yes. so So dumb they have the dumbest i know they
0: have this like his eyes are so huge
1: and like (laughs) cockeyed like i love it so i never even fucking noticed there was cream and sugars in there i always just looked at the spanish mud people this and then this light that was never on that sat on top of the curio cabinet Mm -hmm. and it looks like the texture of a starfish And so I always thought it was like a starfish. And I always asked questions about it. And my grandparents were just like, it's just a light, Samantha. And I'm like, settle down. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I've been the same forever. (laughs) So when my grandmother was sick and like we knew things were going to happen, I was like mentioning to people, I'm like, that fucking light is mine. Yeah. Don't get any ideas. (laughs) And my brother's like, okay, like, okay, you fucking weirdo. So we're at the house and it had been there for so long that it was like stuck to the wall like the cord was. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just been there. Yeah. And uh, I get it down and I bring it home and I put it on top of my, a different curio cabinet at my yeah. house away from cats and children. And then I'm going through the photo albums and I realize that this sea urchin light, mm-hmm. so it's the body of a sea urchin without the spine sitting on a clear acrylic or lucite base. It may be lucite because of the person that owned it before was my great grandmother. Oh, which was Grandma Rusty. Mm. Her real name is Violet, but my brother couldn't say Violet, so he just went with a dog name, Grandma Rusty. That's adorable. And I see this picture of my mom pregnant with my brother, and behind her is the sea urchin light lit up at my great-grandmother's house. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit, three generations of sea urchin heritage. Look at that. It's just going
0: to live on in your home. Yeah. I hope you turn it on every once in a while. I do,
1: and then sometimes I forget, and I'm like, oh, fuck, it probably is like an old-style oh, yeah. light bulb in it. I got to get an LED bulb.
0: Does the how do you replace the light bulb? Does the sea urchin lift off? No. So
1: underneath the base has like that uh that like hinge oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. light uh-huh. holder, like a sensi. I guess it's the only thing I could think <laughs> of. So yeah, so I brought um that to my house. Very nice. As well as some other things, but just a few other things. Just a few other things. Enough. Some that I was like bound in blood to bring home. Oh of course. Like My great-grandmother's server, which is now in my kitchen, Mm -hmm. in the mirror, and then the curio cabinet. And then I really didn't bring home a lot of big stuff. Yeah, just
0: a couple things.
1: Yeah, which they fit. It's like they belonged in my house. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: And I have not had the urge to go to the thrift store or an antique store or any goddamn place because I can't bear to look at another old thing simply because I spent a month looking at them.
0: Yeah, well... I'm but sure you'll get it back soon.
1: I'm certain. It's almost a yard sale time. But it's made my collections uh, like 10 times more niche. Yeah. Like I hit a lot of big ones. And so now I'm like, okay, <laughs> now I got to really, here's the things that I want. But we wanted to share, we put a query out mm-hmm. this week uh, for listener stories. And Miss Jill is in. Some part of the state at a soccer tournament for her children. Good
0: luck, Jill's children.
1: Good luck. She's so busy right now. God bless her. Good for Jill. I love Jill. She's busy being the best fucking mom and nurse. Okay. So we got some listener submissions. And I've been kind of collecting these in the email. We get them through uh, our website, com. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share one of the junk emails I get first because it's hilarious. Okay. And I have, if you guys can tell me what he's referencing... If it's a drug reference, I don't know. So this came through uh, December of 2021. Okay. And it's from Eddie Vegas. So Eddie, if you're listening, could you clarify? We don't know what this means. The subject is, I'm in the mood to buy, brother. Are they saying that like uh, macho man Randy Savage? <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. I'm in the mood to buy, brother. <laughs> so it says, hi. I'm going to read it as it's written with the punctuation. Okay. Or lack like there. All right. Hi. First, I hope all is well and healthy up your way. There's a hyphen between your and way. Interesting, as you do, and then an ellipses. I thought I asked if you wanted to move some case candy swag like we done before. Don't hurt to ask. Thanks, Ed. Does he think you're somebody else? No idea. Like
0: we done before? Like he's? Did I previously... shift
1: timelines and I was a gummy candy dealer? Yeah. What is it? What does he say? Case candy swag. Case some case candy swag. And I'm like, is this a... I, s- I guarantee he means stickers, case candy. <laughs> I'm gonna say you're naive, and that's a drug reference. <laughs> I'm gonna say, case candy swag. I don't. Should I Google that? What's case? What's candy slash swag? Well, if you have a case,
0: the candy would be stickers on the can on the case. I've never heard that reference. Well, I haven't either. I just that's what I assume.
1: According, there's candyswag.com. Maybe he meant to send it there. A gift box filled with their selected candies accompanied with greetings gets delivered to them with care and promptness. I
0: feel like everyone listening is going to be like, these girls are so stupid. How do Mm -hmm. they not know what this means? Literally my entire life narrative. So So if you know what that means, please please enlighten enlighten us. But also, please do it nicely because we're sensitive.
1: Mm -hmm. Please. I'll read this one, then you can read the next one. Okay. So, this was from Debra's Flowers Gonis on Instagram. And I asked for, you know, tips or whatever. And she said, one tip that has surprised me is to not count out garage and yard sales for vintage,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which we've had some people on that don't even shop yard sales. Yeah. I still do. Me and you. Absolutely. We hit those up. The last two or three years, I have found some really good vintage at yard sales. I said, oh, that's a great tip. What have you found? And she said, an oval vanity tray with a milk glass trinket tray. A small milk glass lidded dish. And then the other one was, um, she's been to some yard sales that had really great vintage Christmas, like mm-hmm. Mercury Glass Picks and Shiny Brights. Oh, cool. Which Mercury Glass Picks are on my list. Yeah. Of things to have to display. Yeah. Then this next one. Well, hold on. Let's talk about
0: yard sales. Oh, yes. Let's talk about it. Because I find so much stuff at yard sales.
1: Yeah. Like... New
0: and vintage clothing.
1: You're I, a yard sale hound. You do oh, yeah. a really good job.
0: Um, I bought a really cool 1940s uh, TV lamp. You were there with me. Do you remember mm-hmm. that little? It's like pink, um, almost Art Deco looking, but I'm pretty sure it's from the 40s. Um, yeah, I buy tons of vintage stuff from yard yeah. sales,
1: and we we have this thing now where when I drive to work, I drive past the numbered streets. Yeah, and I will call you and go yard sale on. And you're like, got it, bitch. Yeah, because I work from home. I can just go fucking go. And then I also know that I'm not really missing out because right. you also know what I like. Right. And the play kitchen I have in my son's room was actually oh, yeah. a yard sale find early in our friendship.
0: Yep. Really. And yeah, I think I think that we had just started like kind of casually hanging out every mm-hmm. once in a while. And I found it and I was like, oh my God, I want this for my kids. Uh-huh. But my kids were kind of like on the borderline of being it, like they were too old and it was a huge set. It's like
1: five pieces, isn't it? It's one, it's three, but they take up like a six foot portion. Yeah. they're a, Sears a big set. Metal play kitchen.
0: But it's so cool from the 70s. Yeah. And so I immediately call Sam. I'm like, do you want these? Mm-hmm. And she said,
1: oh, hell yeah. It was like 25 bucks. It was so cheap. You also found the hairdryer lamp. That's oh, in yeah. Yeah which is that a, was at a yard sale too. A fucking massive actual vintage metal hood dryer for a salon.
0: Yep, that somebody converted into a lamp. It's so cool. It's super cool. It, and it's fucking heavy. But it and it just barely fit into my SUV, like barely. I
1: think it was only like 20 bucks too. Yeah. So yeah, we do find some great things for each other. At yard well, sale and like.
0: even like I find office supplies. Like if I need a stapler, Mm -hmm. I go to yard sales Mm -hmm. first Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to go to the store and pay 20 bucks for a stapler. They're 50 cents at a yard sale.
1: Yeah. I look for household stuff at yard sales, cooking things, canning stuff. Yep. Art supplies. Garden things. Especially art supplies for my kid. Oh, yeah. like During the summer, I buy paintbrushes, crayons, markers, colored pencils, coloring books. Because I'm like, fuck them up. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. They were a nickel. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (sighs) I once went to, sorry, I'm talking about yard sales. I once went to a yard sale that was, um, he was a geologist and he had just this gigantic collection of like stones and it was all rough or like rough cut, like agates and jaspers. And I bought, so what I bought was this, um, you know, those like toolbox with the drawers, like Mm -hmm. just a little one. It's like maybe a foot by six inches tall. But it had like a dozen drawers, and each drawer had a different stone in it, and like garnets and jaspers Is that the and tiger's
1: eyes. Garage sale too, where you got some fossil rocks too.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. He wanted like I bought, I brought probably like forty pounds worth of rocks up to him. He's like, "How about seven bucks?" I'm oh like, "Oh
1: my god, yes!" That was early in our friendship too, and I came yeah. over to the house for something. We were working in the shop, yeah. and we literally just do the We're like you want to see what I bought today. Yeah.
0: You want to see the rocks? And I was on like, you? fuck yeah, dude. But I I used to joke because I have a bunch of um toolboxes like that, like little hardware storage things mm-hmm. in my shop because I don't know. I just like little places mm-hmm. to collect things. Like a squirrel. Yeah. And yeah. I've got like six of them and like, this one's just full of rocks.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was over to your house like, that's my rock one. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I understand. I totally understand. I have little containers everywhere in yep. my house. Yep. But I was saying, when you were like, sorry, I want to talk about garage sales, I was excited to take all of our boys this year, because oh, mine is yeah. finally old enough yeah. to understand. And
0: my kids, like, they have their own money, and, like, they mm-hmm. will spend, like,
1: like let's go to garage sales so you mm-hmm. can find some toys, guys. Well, and now they're all big enough, too, where if we go in the same vehicle... Oh, yeah. They all three can just stay in the van. And just chill. And then, like, because... Um, Your oldest is like a mom, mama hen, so he will keep everybody in check. (laughs) It's very sweet. He's very good with my son. He is. Because my son is chaos. Yeah. Chaos. But I'm I'm excited for yard sales this year, and I am marking the time off on my books for Friday mornings. Do it. Because there's so many times that I miss out on either yard sales or estate sales Mm -hmm. because I'm working, and I'm like, not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. It ain't going to happen. Let's see. I'm going to have you read... Our lovely friend of the show, Jerica Yasumura of Bungalow by Design, wrote in to us. I love it.
0: Okay, subject. Story of my Eames-style lounger craziest Facebook marketplace find. Once upon a time, I saw a Facebook marketplace listing of a mirror in the reflection, and and in the reflection was my dream chair, an Eames-style lounger. I noticed the girls had... The girl had several other items listed, all vintage and not many details. I messaged her about the chair and simply asked if it was going to be something she's parting with as well. She said it was, she was listing things for her grandparents and would get back to me. The next day, I receive a message. They said that they would sell it for, to me for $35 since sure it's I'd missing miss. a button. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Oh, I about died. I also scared a hanging rattan egg chair. And a Turkish rug she as well. It? Did I say scared? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> That's okay. I'm I, scared. I so. also scored a hanging rattan egg chair and a Turkish rug as well. All for $100. Oh, my God. I would. I want that so bad. Those egg chairs are impossible to find. Uh-huh. And I've been looking for one for at least 10 years.
1: We got to have a pick and trip again. Yeah. Well, it makes me think of all the time I spent in that house in Blackfoot early on before I really knew a lot. And I paid, for all of that vintage I took out of that house, like $200. Yeah. Of like Fire King and Jadeite and Pyrex and my table and chairs yeah. and, yeah, uranium yep. glass.
0: Uh, Jerica just finishes up, they were just so happy to pass on those items that someone to someone who was so excited about them. Oh. Which I think is so sweet. I just want to go... To those old people's houses and mm-hmm. make friends with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not even to buy their stuff. I just want to hang out. Right. Like, look at all this well, cool shit you have.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's nice when somebody appreciates, you know. Yeah. Like I got messages from people that were at my grandparents' sale. Like and they like the stuff they took home, they were so excited about. Yeah. Like so excited about. That's awesome. Um, The last one actually came to us in December before Christmas time. Oh, okay. But I saved it for an episode. And this is from Suzanne Sherman, um, And the subject is instant relatives and ancestors and those Victorian albums. So she's referencing an episode that we talked with uh, Liatra and we were talking about, I think it was um, her and then somebody else was talking about an eBay search of mm-hmm. instant relatives. So she says, in your most recent podcast, Jill mentioned an old Velvet photograph album. Back in the early 90s, my mom, who was an amazing shopper, would purchase ones with little or no photographs. She created albums for me and my two siblings, sort of a this is your life, with each page representing a year of our life. She also created one for my wedding. They remain treasured keepsakes. Who knew she was a recycler, a.k.a. mothballer, (laughs) before her time? I look forward to your podcast each week. Thank you and have a very happy Christmas. We also mentioned in Liatra's episode the term distal fink, and Belchick and I have a literal meltdown over the name of that. I, I don't remember that. It's in the curio corner. Okay. And um, so she owns Distal fink Antiques, and she says, yes, that's the name of my business. <laughs> the name comes from happy childhood memories when we vacationed in Amish country in Pennsylvania. In the mid-60s to the early 1970s. Oh, that's sweet. And that's located in Kent, New York. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been um, happy to be back. It was nice to come down to my office, which is kind of my little place of refuge, mm-hmm. and work on Sundays and get the show ready to go. Um, we had uh, to move Kevin's episode and um, Pyrex Owl's episode, and they were mm-hmm. both so kind about that. So, yeah, it was um, marvelous. We have some great interviews coming up, some that you'll be joining me for. Mm-hmm. And um, thanks for listening. And I'm so glad that there is a community of people that cares about all of these wonderful pieces and not just for the pieces that they are, but for the history behind yeah. them. Yeah. And the people behind them. Yeah. Also, if anybody knows any app developers, get at me. Oh, I'll tell you. I'm not releasing it, but it's a good one. All right. All right. Get at me. If you know an app developer or somebody in that business, let me know. All right. As always, I hope that you find some good shit. And don't forget to look under the tables. Bye. Bye.